I was drifting off, I heard a shink sort of noise. Excuse- <laughs> I'm trying my best, Jaquetta. <laughs> no, no. That's what it's. That's how it's how she spells okay. it. Sort of noise, like well, what is like it? in the movies when a sword comes out of the scabbard. Ah, the unsheathing. Yeah. Shing. Thank you. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is, or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. UFOs, we are doing a UFO episode because, you know, we we do Tales from Dark Campfire, which is a segment where we talk about tales of the paranormal, fake lore, ghost stories, lore, ghost getting stories, scary stuff. All that yeah. stuff, but we generally give short shrift to the ufologists yeah. out there, and today we're giving them their due. All right, because we don't, I guess they're out of the paranormal league because there could be entities. Yeah, well, there's a lot of discussion. So one of the good things about being at home during the time of COVID for me has been the opportunity to watch a lot of shows that previously I would say I don't have time for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of those being around Bigfoot and, and UFOs. So I would just like to be clear today that we are focusing, excuse me, we are focusing on UFOs. And that despite the theory that Bigfoot might be an alien, I don't, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, the Yeti, Skunk, Ape, whatever you want to call him or her, is not going to be featured right. today. Okay. We're just yes. doing UFOs. Thank you for that. So, and, but we had to put that disclaimer in there because there is... Yeah, we just... Bigfoot, we've, you know, we've done Bigfoot. We've done Bigfoot. So I wanted to kick off, if I could, with um, some information that I got here. I didn't realize how many people in the United States believe in UFOs. But apparently a 2019 Gallup poll showed that 33% of Americans believe that some UFO sightings over the years have been alien spacecraft visiting our planet. And that they're coming from other planets or galaxies. What number is that again? 33% believe in UFOs and believe that the UFOs have been here. Right? Not just that they exist, but that like they've been here. Um, And 60% of Americans are skeptical. And then it said 7% aren't sure. Okay. I'm not sure what the difference is there. How they, you know, divide the skeptical from the aren't sure. And then 16% of people said that they had personally seen a UFO. Oh, wow. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. 16% of people said they'd seen it. Right, okay. Um, So the numbers have risen in the past couple of years because there was an article that came out in 2017 in the New York Times about a five-year program at the Pentagon called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP. Okay. (laughs) And the program reported that there were a lot of sightings of unidentified flying objects. They don't know what they are. And I guess someone probably took that as saying, um, maybe it could be UFOs. They're saying, look, we don't know what it is. That's what a UFO is, right? Unidentified flying object. So this author went out and talked to uh, 22 different people um, in depth 
so about their feelings around UFOs. And she found that there are three different types of people. Um, one is the moderate skeptics. So this is people who are search, searching for UFOs um, or searching for alien life or life out mm-hmm. there in the gal, you know, somewhere in the galaxy. And they're using science to do it. And they're more excited about the exploration. Okay. So it's kind of like we're looking to the skies and in, in our search for UFOs using telescopes and, you know, spa- whatever technology, we're going to find a lot of interesting yeah. things. You know, maybe we'll find some life like it's possible. Um, but the question is more exciting than the answer. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah, then there are people and, and I can relate to that. Sometimes it's more interesting to, to ponder. It's like with yeah. Bigfoot, right? More interesting to ponder it. Once you find one, mystery right. is over. And it's right. like, what do you do now? Um, now we've got a whole Bigfoot situation on our hands. Yeah. So then the other group is the spiritualists and hopefuls. These are people who see extraterrestrials uh, or belief in UFOs as kind of a mm-hmm. religion. Um, and there are some cultists too, of course, because this is America. But And the cultists believe that the aliens are, are gods. Oh, and I'm sure yeah. you've seen documentaries yeah, about yes. that before. So there, they built the pyramids, or you know, they built Machu Picchu. Yeah, you know this kind of thing, and they are they have tried to show us the way. Um, and a lot of people see them as an advanced life form, so like they're more intelligent than we are. They have uh, greater technology. They're hardier in some way. Their civilization is more advanced, and they are hopeful that as an, if there's a civilization that's older than ours that survived maybe we can learn something from them about how we can survive as a, okay. as a race, right. As a species. Um, and some people are just excited because there's un, it's unknown, right. There's some mystery, some magic is still in the world, just like people's belief in things like dragons, yeah. you know, and fairly, like, there's some mystery in the world. There's some unknown. And then there's the hardcore, the true believers and the conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. Um, so be- people who hundred percent believe there's life outside of earth, and that those life forms have been here. The aliens have been here. And a lot of people are afraid of the aliens. Like they think they harbor ill will towards us. But that also maybe our government's covering things up. The aliens have been here. Or the aliens are running the whole yeah. show. Yeah, right. That that's that. <laughs> but honestly, like they're covering up I, I read a thing um, where somebody said they were so disappointed because... Now they knew for sure that aliens have not been here because if the government had um, had proof of it, every new president mm-hmm. has to know about this because they have to be um, briefed. Why do they? So hang, on, that, hang on, hang on, that's Let's the see, one hang on. Thing. Like the president has to be briefed on all threats, all kinds of things like this. Do you think that Trump could have kept his mouth shut if there were aliens? <laughs> But also, like, uh, first of all, no, I don't think he would have kept his mouth shut. But also when Obama came in, don't you think he would be like, fire that person? Like, if someone tried to brief him on aliens, I don't think he would have accepted that. But if they said, no, what if there was the, the proof? He was like, come here, let's look at this. The proof? So they've been since what? Since, I guess, the 50s? They've been pulling this carcass out yeah. every four years? Like, what if you get reelected? Do you have to go through yeah. it again or they just take it as, yeah. as red? Another four yeah. years, bring up the body. Yeah. Oh God! You know, and they—it would be Here so great go. if they filmed the reaction of each president upon seeing yes. the body. Like what? 
<laughs> I could call it the alien challenge because I, I think they have the alien because they challenge. have a similar to what they have is is the nudity challenge that they have during COVID. Have you heard about this nudity yeah, challenge? Where <laughs> um, girlfriends or wives, you know, are are the challenges? They have a robe on. And they have an iPhone and they, right before they walk into their boyfriend's or husband's room, whatever they're doing, playing a video game or reading, whatever they're doing, um, drop the robe and walk in nude and just film their reaction to it. <laughs> oh, wow. That's like a, every guy's yeah, dream but for they some reason. Together. It doesn't even matter how long they've been living with the yeah. woman. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's funny because they, they kind of, um, they edit it. So they're one after another, all these reactions and it's hilarious to watch. How are the reactions? They're just like, you know, double take and smile and either they get up and walk towards <laughs> her or they like pat the bed. So she sits down, that kind of thing. Um, but it would be great if all the presidents, you had the reaction to the alien scene and it's all edited together. What? <laughs> I feel like Trump would just go on to the next thing. Like, uh, yes, yeah, exactly. Like, so <laughs> like, is this, okay, what does this have fine. to do with me? This is about me. Yeah. Can someone get yeah. this out of here? <laughs> like, is this going to be in the shot? <laughs> is you know, like, are people going to be looking at this and looking at me? Get yeah. this thing out of here. I want to see it again. Cause they'll be talking about this yeah. and not me. Yeah. Like we're talking about this now. We're not talking yeah. about me right now. What's, what's the <laughs> so use? I what's the use? Uh, oh, he's like oh, this asshole again. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I I did a little getting back to you ufology basics. Um, I looked up a list of extraterrestrial beings, the type, types, yes. because the typology. <laughs> always interesting to me for any kind of for the supernatural for the paranormal ghosts whatever i love how it just it starts getting very into the weeds and so i had i found a list of alleged extraterrestrial beings yeah there's, alleged. A, there's definitely um specific types, types. and so I, w- I was kind of fascinated learning about this well one that we've talked about before usually when discussing politics are they reptilians yes. And the reptilioid. So these are the people who, I guess they, they're like V, right? They go home and they shed their human skin. Uh, They're tall and scaly and they are the center of a lot of uh, conspiracy theories around who's actually controlling the world, governments of the world and the economies of the world. They're also called draconians, which is not a bad name. So that's one type, reptilian, reptoid. So they have, it's like literally uh, like a lizard or a um, crocodile kind of creature that has, that has like a human skin over it that they take off. Yes. Yeah. Um, There's also the Nordic aliens. So these are humanoids, what they say, stereotypical Nordic features. So tall, blonde hair, blue eyes, like a beer. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And they are the ones that are a little more, so they're a little more, they're good looking, right? They're supposed to be really good looking. So if you think Scandinavian people are good oh, looking, well, I, I guess. I would say within yeah. any kind of, of race, no. whatever good looking <laughs> is, like there are very ugly Scandinavians. You know, yeah. But, so these are, 
I didn't know that they were supposed to be attractive. I just thought they were supposed to be Scandinavian. Yeah, they're supposed to be attractive. They're They're attractive attractive. and really in shape, and and they wear a nice belt, apparently. Their outfits are kind of on point. Um, Okay. They're they're timeless. Yeah. (laughs) Timeless and classic. Um, uh, And 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 they're here, but they lack irises, and they wear contact lenses when visiting our planet. Ah, and people. Some people say they're from ancient Earth, uh. and and they're passing themselves off as extraterrestrials. Um, they live on the surface. They used to live on the surface, but now apparently they're living underground. Oh. Uh, they they go by different names. Tall whites <laughs> is one. Tall whites. That doesn't sound like a good thing to say. That sounds like a slur. But whatever. Tall whites. Uh, Venusians. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pleiadians. Right. And the Space Brothers. Space Brothers is hilarious. But they're supposed to be from Venus. And <laughs> yes. Venusian, they yes. say. They're from and, Venus. And they are Scandinavian. Right. Looking. But they're here to help. They're kind of more of a benevolent. They're not here to hurt. They're trying to be like, it's all going to be all right. And it's, uh, yeah. I'm going to teach you something. But, but they, are, they are ready to live underground if they need right. to do so. Good. Um, the other groups that I found were the little green men. We know these, you know, small green men, green Oh, yeah, skin. but you know the history um, of those. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have a pretty no. history. I think it, it was um, the goblins of Hopskinville, right? This is, these are the ones? Um, well, the, the, there's a Hops, Hop, Hopkinsville goblin, but that's a different type. It's not the same as the little green men. This is a small green silver humanoid. And then also there are the greys. Yeah. Uh, what you see a lot nowadays in uh, popular media, they're also the Flatwoods monster. The, the grays are different from the Flatwood monster. According to this, they are... Oh, no, you're right. Sorry, the Flatwoods monster is a tall humanoid with this head shaped like a spade, which is fascinating, like a cow. It's like 10 feet tall and it stinks. Um, yeah, well, actually, I have some... Do you have anything on them? I have some stuff on no, the Flatwoods could, um, monster. You could go ahead with that. Okay, so I found this. These guys are pretty stylish. I'd like to just put that out there. The Flatwoods Monster, a.k.a. the Braxton County Monster or the Frametown Monster, um, is has been sighted in West mm-hmm. Virginia in either Flatwoods or Frametown. And they, people think it's an extraterrestrial. You're right. It's 10 feet mm-hmm. tall, 4 feet Ooh. wide. It's 10 by 4. Wow. <laughs> Which is a strange proportion. Yeah. But it's 10 by 4, and it appears to be wearing, for people who have seen it, some kind of a space suit with a cowl in the shape of an ace of spades behind it. It's got a head that is round and red. The eyes, they have eyes in the middle, but they're like dead eyes, right? Like a shark eye and jaws. Uh, The body is supposedly, or what they can see, is metallic uh, with vertical pipes on it. And then some people say the armor is black. Some people say it's green. But the thing is that the arms are very small, like a T-Rex. Right, spindly arms and claws. Like, <laughs> Yes, very, very small. I don't know if it could, like, put its contacts in, you know. Um, the frame, so that's the Flatwoods monster. The Frametown monster is similar. However, uh, from the waist, from the waist down, it's the same, right? It's got the armor. But from the waist up, it's a reptilian oh. humanoid. Which is weird. It looks like um, a Dalek. If you have watched Doctor Who, it, ha- it looks kind of like a machine okay. um, with big eyes on it. And it clearly, I guess, the alien is inside. Yeah. All right. So this, 
this thing was cited in the 50s for the first time by some some little boys who saw a pulsating uh, ball of fire and then a mist that made their eyes burn. They heard a shrill noise and then the creature guided towards them and then took a sharp right. Left. And so it doesn't walk. It kind of glides silently, but it does yeah. shriek. It does shriek. It glides. It, um, they went and told people. People came back to look at it. And they weren't able to discover but the anything. smell because they um, said it stinks, and the gas yes. it emitted actually killed a dog. They think. Um, yeah. Wow, really? But they said it really just smells. And then, so people were really scared of it. They were talking about it, and some little kids were getting scared, saying, "Gosh, what if I come across it? What if it comes to get me?" And some adult was like, "You'll smell it before you see it, so don't even worry. <laughs> You'll smell it before yeah. you see it." So, yeah, it basically people continue to see this thing, you know, on and off throughout the 50s um, with the, giving the same description of like kind of a metallic figure with a, a spade cowl, uh, like appendage coming from the, I guess, from the neck. And I wasn't really aware of this creature, but apparently in Japanese UFO culture, this creature is very popular. Oh. They use it um, in a lot of a lot of art, a lot of um, video games, okay. and an anime. They they find this robotic uh, figure to be captivating, yeah. and the way it looks. I had never heard of it before. Now, the Flatwoods monster, and so it's a type that's considered to be a type of right. Alien. And so, really, the other two that are left, you were talking about the Greys and the uh, and the little green men, um, mm-hmm. but the. The Hopkinsville yes. Goblin. So the Greys, they have the big heads and the big black eyes, and they're kind of short. Mm-hmm. Those are the Roswell-looking aliens. They're about three, three and a half feet tall. They're yes. slight. Um, but they're they're the ones um, th- that when you hear about abductions, you hear about pe- like aliens coming into your room at night, that kind of thing. Probing those you are and the whatnot. Greys. Okay, so that's how yeah, they get down. That's their thing. Um, and they're unconcerned with human emotions. They're just, they see us as simple test subjects. Um, they're the ones that abduct, that kind of thing. So um, so are these, um, these this kind of, uh, the grays, are they patterned after the, was it Asian xenophobia? I don't know. I don't know, but it's like the reptilians okay. are malevolent in nature and, mm-hmm. you know, and the Nordic aliens are supposed to be peaceful and spiritual in nature. Uh, mm-hmm. The greys are the, like the scientists really, you know, devoid of any emotion okay. and here to do experiments. And they're, they're doing the same experiments yeah. over and over again. <laughs> So there's a lot of different um, stories of UFO sightings, and some of them are more credible than others mm-hmm. and more and more um, detailed or less detailed. And uh, the ones that have really bubbled to the surface were, this one is called The Strange um, Incident Concerning George Adamski. George okay. Adamski. Okay, so on November 20th in 1952, this Polish immigrant, Polish meaning my people, <laughs> his yes. name... Big ups. Uh, George Adaminski and his six friends made an expedition to look for UFOs in the Mojave Desert in California. After Okay. I love it. He just got a bunch of people together and they were like, let's yeah, ride. We were like, sure, we're up for it. <laughs> After having lunch, the yeah. group scanned the sky for activity and a giant cigar-shaped craft glided into view. 
um, hoping to get to a better spot for pictures, he and two of his friends set off to, deeper into the desert. And they took several photos through his tripod mounted portable telescope. And then mm-hmm. he wandered alone trying to get clearer shots. Before long, the silver craft rose up into the sky and rocketed in space, but it was not the end of the encounter. Um, okay. He said that as um, a few minutes later, an, a smaller craft appeared and glided between the two mountains, which were ahead of him. And about 400 meters away, there was a man who started beckoning him over. And he said, the, "What? no way would I go He said the there. beauty was um, far surpassed anything he had ever seen. It was a humanoid figure about six feet tall with long blonde hair and smooth tan skin. What do you think? Wow. That was one of okay. our topics, right? Yeah. Uh, was she naked? He was wearing a brown one-piece suit. Oh, it was a man. Uh, a one-piece suit? With a broad suit? belt and red shoes. Okay. And his friends also saw it, and they shook hands. A palm-to-palm contact was made, and they began to communicate with each other by telepathy, telepathy and sign language. And the visitor told him he was from Venus, and his name was Orthon. And he came okay. <laughs> and came to warn humankind of the danger of nuclear energy and pollution, expressed okay. a belief in God, and said he, was, he and his fellow um, Venusians lived a, a pure and spiritual life. And then he refused to be photographed. Okay. And then, what, did he just run and, or something? Yeah, I and mean, he was like, no thanks, <laughs> no pictures, please. And then stepped into his craft and yeah. floated into space. And that was, he just came down to give a yeah. quick, quick yeah. message. And so then, uh, <laughs> then he wrote a book called A Flying Saucer Farewell, which was, Okay. I mean, he had such a brief encounter. A haiku would have no, done it. No, he Adams. actually wrote three books. It was like, a, a, actually, okay. that was the last one. He had, um, there was the a trilogy, trilogy. <laughs> um, Flying Saucers Have Landed, um, mm-hmm. the story of the Florian Saucer, and then Flying Saucers Farewell. Um, and it gave really detailed accounts of their their interactions and about a gift that was given that looked like a little small plastic wallet that was lilac in color with an inscription on it. And, you know, there were all kinds of, lots of details. It sounds like you met some, a very, a commune of very dapper gay men in the desert who were anti Yeah, probably. And they were, you know. And they gave him an accessory. Yeah, basically. Dress up a little. <laughs> and Yes. And so uh, then there were a few cracks in his stories, but this legacy has left behind and um, has been, because there were multiple people who saw this, or saw the craft and saw the person. Oh, that's right. He was yeah. in the group. So there is that going for it, but there is a lot of, you know, of course, doubt. I find that interesting because these nowadays, an, uh, an account has to be much fuller to get yeah. attention. That's that. In the fifties, things were very, very straightforward. Um, in terms of people's accounts. Like I have one here that I found about the Hopkinsville yeah. goblin. This apparently is a type of, um, an alleged type of yeah. alien. Uh, the story is from 1955. It happens at the Sutton family's farmhouse in Christian County, Kentucky, near the town of Hopkinsville. So it's quite a rural area. Um, there were 11 people in the house, seven adults and four children. And then one of the men noticed, um, 
you know, looked out the window and he saw, he saw something strange in the sky. Didn't think anything about it until moments later, a creature was looking in the window of the house. <sighs> Whereupon the people panicked and chaos ensued. So the description of the Hopkinsville goblin is that it is a creature approximately three feet tall, pointy ears, metallic skin, clawed hands, and very, very underdeveloped legs and arms. So this guy's just doing yeah, and chest. he's an apple, really, as <laughs> a body shape. Yes. So, of course, because it is where it is, they got their pieces yeah. out. Um, they noticed that somewhere on the roof, one was in a tree, and they shot at them, but the creatures didn't care. <laughs> and in fact, they, they heard like a rattling noise when they hit one of them. And then one of them apparently floated out of the tree to the ground. Oh, great. Um, They must have been thrilled to see that. Yeah. So then they retreated back inside the house and the goblins, quote unquote, continued to appear at the windows. A lot of scratching and clawing on the roof. Um, They were probably pissed. It's like, what the hell? We, you know, we parked, we came to look in the window to see if anyone was there. And next thing we know, you shot. Yeah, right. And we just want to talk about whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they talked about, they, they told the police, okay, and this is in the 50s. So police are responding to these calls, right? I guess if you were in the 50s, if you said there, I think there's some aliens here, the police department would come. Um, they, they surveyed the area and they just saw evidence of like struggle and they saw a broken mm-hmm. window. Um, there's, a, there's a picture of it. Um, then, you know, the police left, but the witnesses said that they creatures came back after the cops left yeah. and they they hung around till around 5 a.m. Um, and they asked the United States Air Force to investigate. And so they did again, who knows what they thought they were looking right. for. Um, and the, the case is considered to be unexplained. So it's still a mystery, but some, a lot of the evidence and popular conjecture is that they were just great horned owls. Oh. Which doesn't doesn't make make very much sense. Another explanation was escaped monkeys. Was this a thing? (laughs) Escaped monkeys. I, you know, it's funny because if there was other evidence that the police knew about and they were like, oh my God, it's getting out to the people that they're here. We have to put out a a decoy story. Oh yeah. There was like this, this circus was coming through and they lost all their monkeys. So that's what you saw. Yeah. Or it was owls. But they also said that there was a group of... <laughs> you know how they do. And there was like a lot of cop, they say copycat sightings. And a bunch of teenagers reported seeing 10 of the creatures in the athletic field at the Lincoln High School. And they um, mm-hmm. and they loped off into the darkness after the teens began lobbing rocks at them. Wow. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was just some people streaking. Yeah. The 50s. I know, but isn't it funny it that like happened. the police will come out like if a white man is telling this like, "Hey, come here, I see aliens." They're like, yes. "Sure, I think I see aliens, no problem." Yeah, like if it were send the air force. If it were a white, wo- I know, right? Get them all out. Hurry, aliens are attacking. Hurry, according to Earl. Yeah, and according, yes, exactly. Earl's called us again. Maybe this time it's actually happening. Yeah. Better go check just in case. But if it were a woman asking, it would be like, she's hysterical. You know, tell her to calm mm-hmm. down. It's just like, I think there's someone lurking in my yard. It's like, probably yeah. not. All right, go. It's like, no, but I, I know who he is. Yeah. Right? 
It's like, oh, come on, get yourself under control. Nobody's after you. Yeah, you're hysterical. Yeah. And if it was a person of color, um, then of course they'd be arrested. Well, uh, oddly enough, so I decided to look into the history of um, African Americans and ufology oh, okay. in the United States. And it's pretty interesting. There's just some guy out there named David Halperin. He's probably very well known in ufology circles. Um, but he wrote an interesting blog. And he has quoted several African-American ufologists. And basically, he was asking the same question I was. Like, where are, you know, this guy said he's been going to ufology events for years. And even though he lives in Arizona and there aren't a lot of people of color there, he ex still expects there to be, you know, some diversity among UFO okay. sightings. And so he talked to one person of color, a black person who was at an event that he went to years ago. And he was like, hey, how come there aren't any other like black people here? And basically they were like, look, we don't we don't really have time for this right now. Like most people have other, you know, more pressing matters to deal with. Um, they don't need to get involved in ufology. Yeah. And the guy said it was, a, it was the same thing when he was in Israel about 50 years ago. And he asked people there, um, you know, why aren't are there a lot of Israelis into UFOs? And they, they said, look, we're practical. We're practical people. Like we don't have, we you have know, a, lot a lot of time. Lot of time. To get, like even if we saw one, we have other things to do. Yeah, we have other things to do. Um, so he starts to delve further into this and he finds several books that are supposedly giving credible accounts of um, the guy was that? <laughs> of Louis mm. Farrakhan from the Nation of Islam talking about his encounters with aliens. No kidding. Not, but not, not even not pretending like it's something else other than aliens. Like actually, you know, saying on record that he saw flying objects. He said, "You call them unidentif unidentified flying objects." That they're not that to us. I think he's talking about mm -hmm. black Muslims. They are referred to in the writings of Ezekiel the prophet as the wheel within a wheel. A wheel? And he a said, wheel. a wheel within a wheel in a vision 600 years before the birth of Christ. Oh. Um, and he said that these wheels exist. I was down in Mexico. This is a quote. And I had a vision, an experience where I was carried up, not just a little wheel, but on a major wheel. Okay. Um, and I was carried up in a vision into that wheel and I, in a room, not unlike this, but with a speaker at the center, heard the voice, you know, of Elijah Muhammad, who was their prophet, just like you're hearing my voice today. So Wait, I, I have a question there, about the wheel. Is it like, <laughs> like a tire swing that he's sitting in, or is it more of a, like a flat bicycle with the spokes and he's lying on it? Well, I think it's like a flying saucer. Okay. Kind of thing, I guess a concentric, you know, with some kind of concentric um, design. But they, this guy starts looking further into UFOs and African American culture, and he speaks to some of his students who are researching it, and they talk about George Clinton, who claimed to have seen UFOs, and Bootsy okay. Collins, of course, George Clinton, and that the mothership is another word for you know flying saucers. Okay. Also, Sun Ra, I don't know if you you are familiar with the work of Sun Ra, but he makes George Clinton's stuff look like okay. pedestrian. <laughs> like Sun Ra's work is out there. It's it's pharaonic. It's pan-African. It's everything. But he, again, uh, apparently is a believer in UFOs. 
So in the African-American tradition, the UFO is not a scary thing. It's the mothership. It's the wheel within a wheel. It's something that's coming to give people hope and information. Okay. And possibly to transport them to somewhere else. But it doesn't get as far as, and I thought this was interesting, it doesn't get as far as describing what the aliens look like. Oh. It's more of like a spiritual thing. Like that this is something that is that is real and happening and... This is real. It's out there. It's a consciousness on another plane and it has something to tell us, I guess. Um, It is also the wellspring of creativity Mm -hmm. in the case of George Clinton and Sun Ra. Like they're getting a lot of their musical genius from it, I guess, or ideas about the universe. So it's a completely different kind of um, tradition for UFOs. So now it makes sense that these people wouldn't, uh, you know, African-Americans who are thinking about UFOs in this way wouldn't want to be a part of conferences that are dealing with little yeah. green men and the Hopkinsville right. goblin. <laughs> <laughs> if, you know, if it's, if, if the belief system doesn't jive, yeah. you know. Right, right. Also too, like, I, I think like what you were saying, a lot of black people, even if they believe they had to have an encounter with a UFO, are thinking like, who's going to listen to me? Yeah. You know, it's it's like, you know, <laughs> it's the same thing, like the same kind of, like, people have to prove their credibility as far as, like, yes. for no reason whatsoever. And, and like, yes. white men are given, Your proof are given more credence to what they're saying just because they're yeah. white men. But also, I think maybe if if African-Americans are experiencing UFOs or alien presence in a completely different way, like how are you when you have all of these people saying I was probed, you know, (laughs) like I floated up and then you have, you know, one percent of the people saying, well, it was just kind of a spinning wheel and I had kind of a a out of body experience, but. It wasn't frightening yeah. in any way. It's like, how come this is happening to this population and we get probed? And I, and I wrote this song. And I wrote this song that goes oh, about it. Oh, my God. So to kind of um, dispute some of that stuff, though, the I read about the Betty and Barney Hill alien yeah, abduction. Yeah, what is this? Uh, the, so this is, it's called the Hill abduction. And if you Google the Hill abduction, tons of things come up. There's documentaries about it. And their stories is an interracial couple in the 60s living in New Hampshire in the White okay. Mountains. Um, they were involved. I think they were, they were both civil servants. They were involved in the civil rights movement in the in the, in the region. Um, you know, they were living openly as, a, as an interracial couple. They were also professionals. And their story of alien contact and abduction kind of set the standard for uh, reports going okay. forward. So the idea is that they were coming home from, they'd always wanted to go to Canada for a honeymoon. They didn't have the chance to, so they, I guess we're going to recreate it. They're coming back. uh, They're trying to get back. It's late at night. They stop at a diner. Wait, are they in Canada uh, or are they coming back from Canada? They're they're back in the U.S. now. They're heading back towards their house. Uh, This did not happen in Canada. Um, So they're about 70 miles past the diner heading home. It's late. And they see an object hovering above their car in the treetops, about 100 oh. feet behind them. This, uh, this object had been following them on and off. They didn't know what it was. Um, all of a sudden, the husband decides, Barney, to stop the car. He keeps the engine running. He grabs the handgun he had beneath his seat. I love these, like, 50s, 60s. It's yeah. like everyone's got yeah, a handgun. Right, right. 
like in their car. Although in their situation, I could yeah, see the point, you know? Um, so he, he pulls out his piece and runs into a field. And then when he, what he sees in the field is an object as large as a, as a jet, but you know, in a familiar, like a saucer. Oh, shape. Okay. And so he says, you know, he panics and he's like, this can't be real. So he looks into uh, a closer look at the saucer. There's some windows and he sees some gray uniform beings checking them oh out. Oh my God. Um, he tries to get his piece out, but he couldn't. He hears a voice telling him not to put down his binoculars. Don't put down your binoculars. So he was looking at them with binoculars and they're like, don't put them down. You know, what? forget about the piece. So then he thought, oh, I'm about to be, we're about to be captured. So he runs back to the car um, where his uh-huh. wife is. And all of a sudden he hears loud rhythmic beeping from the car's trunk. They felt drowsy and lost consciousness. And then two hours later, they are, they find themselves 35 miles down the road. They don't know what happened. Were they in the car or? They don't know. He ran back to the car to get his wife. They both heard a noise coming from the trunk. Next thing they know, two hours later, they're, they come to, it's it's just them. They're 35 miles down the road. Oh, they are. The whole car and them are 35 miles down the road. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't, they, they have no memory okay. of what happened. So they undergo hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And these people, they're both well-known in the, in the community. The guy apparently has like 140 IQ. You know, there's no reason to think that they are quote unquote okay. crackpots, right? Um, so they go under hypnosis, which at the time was mainstream in the early 60s. And through the hypnosis, they come together with a story that something had landed on the car putting them to sleep. The gray beings walked up to them, took them up a long ramp into the spaceship. Once inside, they were separated. Um, the, they were both examined. So they were take their, you know, the aliens took their clothes off. They took strands of hair, nail clippings, skin scrapings, you know, mm-hmm. the usual. Um, there was a large needle that they stuck into the woman's stomach, which is the most rudimentary pregnancy test yeah, I've ever right. heard of. <laughs> <laughs> there's like better ways um and the the entire time both of them say that there was a leader like the head guy watching them you know while all this was going on was it painful um, were they hurt? so so his experience was more fearful and painful her experience was more joking at one point she's having a conversation with them she tries to convince them to lend her a book oh my god <laughs> to, to take back oh funny but a lot of the accounts were, you know, their, their, their accounts were similar to each other. And they both say, you know, that they saw, um, these kind of like gray, gray men. Wow. I, mm. so their story becomes very popular and it kind of like accounts that other people come forward with later match their stories. Really? Um, it was interesting though at the time, so before their story came out, the people's ideas about aliens, how they visited were very different. They would just come and go. Some people uh, thought aliens in the 60s and late 50s and 60s lived on Earth and then commuted back to their planets on the weekends because that mirrors the kind of American oh, lifestyle, right? The aspiration. Really? Lifestyle. Oh, my God. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. That was one thought about them. They're just like us. 
right? They're just like <laughs> they're just like us. But once this story, the Hill story, became better known, they're saying the abduction accounts all began to share the same characteristics: medical examinations, uh, loss of, of mm-hmm. time, aliens with large head and big eyes, and you know being called greys. These are classic sci-fi um, right. staples. And we see that in film. Right, right. We see it now um, all the time in film. And there was a... But it comes from this, this, it comes from this story. Oh, that's really interesting. interesting. And the people, there's, there's a lot written about them. You can see them. They look like, um, of course, because we're looking at it through our lens. The fact that they're an interracial couple is not remarkable to us. So that aside, they just look like American couple right. in the 60s. You know, a little bit uptight. Definitely professional, middle class, nothing strange or interesting or alternative about them other than the, you know, interracial yeah. piece. Like reg- just regular old Americans. Wow. Um, they said also they felt unclean after the account, that their watches had stopped working, that her clothing was ripped and his clo- his shoes were sold. Oh. But they don't remember anything else. God. Right. Apparently they driven for two hours or 35 miles or whatever. Um, so two hours were lost the, and 35 miles gained. Two hours were lost and 35 miles was lost <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, they were examined and I guess their memories were erased wow. and were reconstructed using um, hypnotism, which again, as I said, at, in the 60s, that was admissible. So if something happened to you, and you couldn't remember it, you would you could get someone to put you under hypnosis and what you uh what was uncovered then was considered to be factual. Yeah. You know, legitimate. Okay. Yeah, okay. factual. And we know that, you know, uh, a lot of things can happen in hypnosis, right? So you can you can recover memories of things that never happened. You can start putting putting together patterns of different, you know, making a pattern, putting together things from different memories and coming up with something right. completely different. Right. I mean, it's hard. I feel like now at my age, you know, sometimes when you try to think back of something 20 years ago, even it's like, oh, wait a minute, your memory, you've gotten some parts of the memory, right? But it's in the wrong location or the wrong people are there or the cause and effect is not right. Or you like you, um, you know what the story is, but you've pared down the story to uh, to yes. eliminate other minor details. So then you kind of forget them. Mm-hmm. And then if you go back yeah. and like read something about, you know, the full, the full event, you're like, what? Oh yeah, that did happen, but you don't remember it. Especially because, and I consider this to be a good thing. We didn't photograph or document everything yeah. we did when we were young. We didn't have the technology to do so. Right. So even photographs were very, you know, they were somewhat mm-hmm. precious and they were composed. There was not a lot of candy, right? right? So you have the picture uh, that confirms, you know, the, yeah, it was the very deliberate. When you take you pictures, it. it's like, everybody get in there. Everyone ready. We're going to ready. Smile. Yes. It's like everybody get in and you look at Lee, you're like, I hated three fourths of these people. Why yeah, are they get in, the in everyone? Get in. Everyone's yeah. smiling. Why? It was, you know, you're smiling. Let's document this occasion with a photo. Yes. Let's document this occasion. So yeah, the Hill story, um, it sets, like I said, it sets the standard for, um, alien abduction accounts as they go forward. And the more people heard this story, the more stories came up that sounded just like, 
like kind of like a, a mass yeah. hysteria. Whereas before, I guess people were having uh, encounters similar to what you described, where the aliens just tell right. you something, and then they're gone. Mm. Okay. All right, what do you have? So I have um, tales from the campfire, really involving an, an actual, actual tale, tale re- uh, involving a UFO situation. Okay. Okay. So um, back in the day, my two oldest brothers and I rented a flat in Boise, Idaho, that was the top floor of an older house above our above the neighbor Lanny. The house was connected to a mineral spring for hot water and heat. How nice! Whoa. Wow. Really? Yeah, it was usually okay. hot enough. And the, where is it? Yeah. Idaho? All right, second thoughts right. about Idaho. It was usually hot enough on our floor that the windows all fogged since Lainey set the temperature on the radios, radiators from her place um, on the ground mm-hmm. floor. Oh, that's right. I remember staying in places like that when I was young. You had no control yeah, over the temperature. Yeah, and it's just like they turn it on in, in <laughs> September and turn it off in May. Because they're cold yeah. on the bottom yeah. floor. Uh, we had a few strange things happen at that address, but the weirdest couldn't be explained by ghosts. So, uh, so far it hasn't been explained at all. Okay. Um, for a time, I was seeing a fellow named Mike. He was a solid, kind soul, very practical, and not given to boasting or exaggeration. Even before we took up, he had okay. been to our place often enough as he... I like that before yeah. we took up. <laughs> as he was friends with my brothers. Which is to say my brothers had no objection to me dating him. Okay, so we are establishing that Mike, with an exclamation mark. Is, is awesome. Yes. Yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a great guy. He's like a pilot and a surgeon. He has a huge D. And he right. loves animals. Yeah. And it's like a picture of him with like holding a puppy. And he's, and he's yeah. humble about he it. He just smiles and says, oh, guys, come on. Okay. Yeah. One spring night, pretty late, we laid down uh, very conventionally to sleep with my head sideways on his right arm <laughs> what conventionally it's like missionary <laughs> sleep <laughs> so it's my, yeah sideways sleep. on his right arm and him laying on his back in a queen bed on a box spring on the floor about two and a half feet off the floor all right work so that's fine so okay past the foot of fine. the bed the door to my room and all the windows were shut as it was still very cold outside as usual though it was was muggy hot from the radiators we couldn't turn down as okay. I was drifting off, I heard a shink sort of noise. Excuse- I'm trying my best to quite a That's what it's that's how it's how she spells okay. it. Sort of noise. Like what is like it? in the movies when a sword comes out of the scabbard. Ah, the unsheathing. Yeah. Shing. Thank you. Okay. And felt a very cold draft. Without opening my eyes, I what? Without opening my eyes, I could see shining at the foot of my bed two figures, sort of outlined, but in different types of light. That's creepy. Um, to make this vanish, I lift my head and opened my eyes. And there, in goldish green light at the foot of my bed, was an adult-sized figure in a cloak with a headband holding a staff or something to his shoulder, leaning, sort of leaning towards the smaller figure outlined in a blue light. I just had an image of David and his technicolor <laughs> like This one's face was scrunched and wrinkled, and he stood hunched but long-limbed like a fairy tale dwarf or gnome, just a half a foot okay. or so taller than the bed. Um, although Ew. my brain was rebelling, my eyes saw this as plain as day. My hand to God as you choose. 
It, the dwarf-sized thing, was staring straight at me, sort of grinning like it was waiting for me to holler. The metallic shink sound sounded again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to try to find that in special effects. (laughs) Thank you. Because shink. (laughs) And... I'm just laughing because Greg is literally in the next room right now doing samurai oh, yeah. sword. And he's, yeah, he's doing a zoom class and I am imagining him yeah. just going shink. Oh man. The metallic, it sounded again and nothing was there. Um, this was all maybe 10 seconds of time. I put my head back on his arm and asked Mike, did you hear that? Not wanting to scare him or him to think I'm loony. And he says to me an answer, did you see the dwarf? Um, I don't know what, t- he said that. I did not know what to think. As real as they seemed, I was counting on a denial from him to make it all in my head. How could he have seen it? Ridiculously, I asked him, were your eyes open or closed? He said, I don't think that was real. His heart was beating very fast. I said, I think we should just close. What is he talking about? He doesn't think it's real. He's like, his partner just asked him if he saw something. He's like, yeah, I did. But don't worry. I don't think it was real. Now we have another problem. His heart was beating very fast. So he's scared. So he's like, oh God, I'm the dude in this situation and I have to deal with this. Right. I was going to say, and you're not doing a good job. Well, he's terrified. And uh, I said, I think we should just close our eyes. It was like a mind warp and I felt better to act like it was all normal and try to sleep. I was surprised. Are you kidding me? When your eyes were closed, yeah, that was the I was surprised. I was surprised that I was so calm, but sleeping seemed more most reasonable. I have always been the type to react or panic or um, a long time after any emergency or danger has passed. We did. Great. Yeah. Love those people. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. They're, they're passed yeah. out. We did sort of jokingly tell people the next day. They just raised their eyebrows and shrugged. I'm pretty sure that they thought we were making it up. Weird as it was, I heard what I heard and saw what I saw. So did Mike. But if he um, wasn't going to bring it up after that, neither was I. We didn't really know what to think. So after I moved out of state, we lost touch. I don't usually share the story. Oh, no. He was so awesome. What happened? That was you the know, end of it. After this, I, it really, you know, it, hey, if he didn't get up and try to, like, fight off the dwarf. Yeah, I was going to say that's one of those bizarre um, situations. And because I, I, I think every woman has been in bed with a partner and been like, do you hear that? Uh, as the other person, you have yeah. to investigate, no matter how ridiculous yeah. it may seem. Yeah. And if you don't, it's kind of you like know? you lose. Yeah. You lose points. Look at this guy. He's gotten written out of the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, and so and after she built him up, right? And after, so there, she's like, "Why would I tell the story? People think I'm, I make, I'm messing with them. Why would I make myself out to be a dwarf hallucinating lunatic?" Well, that's the thing. I mean, when you when you tell someone a story like that, or when you're told that kind of a story, you have to kind of believe that the person yeah. believes it because they're really taking yeah. a risk. Yeah. Um, and there's no benefit. Like, okay, so. What would the benefit be of her fooling me with a dwarf story? Like, yeah, okay, jokes on me. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. know. You know, 
I don't um, know. I have zero explanation for this event and expect Mike seen it too, except for Mike seen it too. I don't really have proof. Honestly, if he didn't, hadn't been there and reacted, I probably hope this was an unusually disturbing and very real half sleep dream uh, with sound and yeah. effects. <laughs> Nothing like this has <laughs> happened. Industrial yeah. light and magic. Nothing has happened <laughs> like this before or after. Um, but if it happened, and I have no idea what it could be, how could two people hallucinate or project the same exact vision and sound? And why a dwarf? <laughs> you know, and not yeah. like a human with dwarfism, but a fairy tale gnome type dwarf. I mean, had they been watching something with dwarves I in it? I don't know. It doesn't say. I'm not saying you the dwarves know? ever existed, never existed, just questioning the possibility of one glowing in my bedroom in Idaho and to be seen by two people. This was 1997 or 98 before um, laser Christmas and Halloween projectors were available in the home market. And in any case, the room was, sh- was shut And that's an dark. explanation? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're trying to say- I would never be like, well, if, if this during the era of home projection. Well, if you're trying to think of like, like what systems. could it, you know, maybe someone was pranking them and there was a thing under the bed that- you know, gave, put a. I find the the idea of seeing something with your eyes closed to be frightening. Yeah. Because that means that you really have no escape. Yeah. Yeah. And that the the most dangerous thing you can do is the thing that you probably want to do the most, which is close your eyes. Yes. But for me, with alien encounters, UFO, paranormal stuff, um, and, and even just in my house, if I think I see something, I immediately go looking for it. Yeah, I have to get up. Like in play, like when I've lived in places where, and when I was young, and I had like mice. If I thought I saw something, it was like, all right, well, that's the evening. Yeah. We are looking yeah, for this exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, even if it was just like, oh wait, it, maybe it was a dust bunny. I'm like, don't care. Yeah. Let's be sure. You know. Yeah, that's so I isn't it? It's like, but then um, he's she says it's crazy written down, um, and but gratefully she read one other similar experience which made her feel better. Um, Mm -hmm. but they don't know what it is. They've done the research. They just don't know. And this was before Lord of the Rings too. Yeah, so interesting. I know. Um, Like I had, I get the, I get these um, dreams that are now based in the apartment because I don't go anywhere. I, you know what? I feel like that's happening to me too. It's like my dream world is also yeah, on quarantine. Yeah, we're all stuck in the apartment. And so you in know? my, I had a dream and it was just this very like real dream that I heard a door slam shut. And then someone say, you've got to stay inside. And it's like, what else is new? <laughs> You're like, I've been in here for a month, but thank and you. And I was like, oh, you know, and in my dream, there was a boyfriend who got up to check it out. And that's when I knew it was a dream. Mm-hmm. You come back. <laughs> <laughs> you better yeah, but then I woke up for real and I was like oh was that sound real should I, I have to go you know and I had to get up and check everything out you know I have to check it out myself instead of going oh it's nothing so um you know you, you have to you can't just be like nothing's happening la 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 it's it happens sometimes just in an apartment that something falls yes that was precarious for months, yeah. maybe. And you have to find out what it is. Like, you don't, you know, if it's a piece of glass that's shattered, you know, you don't, you don't want to be surprised. Right. Uh, so I found something here. NASA photo captures alleged 
metal statue on Mars, UFO expert claims. This what? is news. Uh, a UFO yeah. expert named Scott Waring. Now, I don't know if he's related to... Is, um, wasn't there some uh, house hunters or something like that? Uh, maybe. Maybe. All right. So UFO expert named Scott Waring, he has a blog called ET Database. Says he spotted the image of the statue while he was browsing NASA's photo journal site, which contains photos from their previous mis- missions. So NASA puts every, a lot of their information, and I don't think there's any reason for them to hide what they find. They, they post things on the website so you can look at the photos yourself. And the photos are there to show you what they've seen with their different probes. They're not there for you to find yeah. <laughs> evidence of anything. So he was looking through their um, the photos taken by the Curiosity rover during its first couple of months mm-hmm. of Mars. Um, and these pictures were taken in around 2012. So he came across an object that appears to be lodged between the massive walls of a ridge. He zooms in on it and notes that it looks like a sculpture or the statue of a figure. Oh. He claims that it has various features such as a head, a long robe and limb. And I like the idea of like, you know, it's like a sumptuous. Yeah. With like the, the, yes, the kimono sleeve and the, the thick obi belt. Yeah. Yeah. But but a nice material that drapes well, uh, a nice drape. Right. So the, the quote is that the, uh, the figure looks like it's made of copper or golden metal. I know this because the color is different from the color of its surroundings. According to him, the object could be a statue of a highly regarded figure on Mars. So he's taken so little. It's like the shadow of an image of something. And it's gone from being a statue to being a statue rock on a robe to being a statue of like a highly regarded figure. And here's the, the jump. For the UFO expert, this proves that an advanced civilization once lived on the red planet. It was probably a god or the statue of a god from the people on Mars. The statue has a head, a thick chest with a robe, and is is holding a large book or a shield, either one. You know what? Maybe it was just a mannequin and it was all about the robe. So I'm looking at the picture. Mm -hmm. And I don't see what it looks like to me. Someone squashed a, a roach, <laughs> like a lar- yeah. like a water bug. That's what it looks like, but not 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 completely squashed, okay. like partially. You know, when you squash, you think it's dead. You look oh up, yeah, the legs are going. Yeah, <laughs> the legs are going. The head turns oh, to the oh. side. That's what that's what this looks like to me. But they're claiming that it's on. You know, it's a metal statue right. on Mars. I can imagine the people at NASA are probably like, no. It's not. It's not. <laughs> like, please find other things. This is not why we put this stuff up here. Oh, God. Please find other things of interest. Yeah, please. In the, you know, in the work yeah, we Yeah, use your time a little more wisely. Yeah. I, when you were younger, did you have a hope uh, in the existence of UFOs? Where, did you, first of all, I've never even seen E.T. Um, well, you never saw E.T. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about yeah, that. Yeah, well, that thing. was 
I thought it looked like a, a angry scrotum. Basically, that like was it. just like um, what do you call it? With the it was an alien botanist came down to collect some earth some plant samples and got left behind. <laughs> no, no, I'm aware. I'm aware of the the thinly strung together no, no, narrative. And it's just like and it's I, stuck and his ship takes off and it's like oh god, you know. I just I didn't find it cute. Um, I didn't like the way it looked. Like I said, it looked like a yeah. dried up sack. And I didn't like all the yeah. tie-ins. Yeah, and there was a lot. Her merchandise. Yeah, it was, uh, I didn't really, you know, I didn't get into it as much because I felt like um, if yeah, I was more on. into Bigfoot as a kid, as more into mm-hmm. ghosts and vampires. Um, so more yeah, paranormal. But the UFOs is like a different whole category of the unexplained. It is. It really it's, is. It's, yeah. It's. It's separate from the other thing. I mean, that's why I made the disclaimer at the beginning. Like, it's, I, I was the same way. I was really interested in Bigfoot, really interested in, I guess, cryptozoology, yeah. the Loch Ness Monster, these yeah. creatures. I didn't really have any interest in aliens from another planet. Right. Um, so, yeah, I never really thought about it. And I don't have any friends uh, that are into ufology yeah. either. I know more people that are into the paranormal. I think that's pretty, that seems yeah. pretty um, right. usual. Well, I guess, or perhaps people are afraid to come out as a yeah. ufologist. I, I just don't, I feel like if if that existence is known and we have like all the facts and it's out there, that's a whole new world we're dealing with. And quite frankly, I don't know if I can handle it. Yeah. It will, it's it's a whole new world, but it's not it's not one that I can really have any say or yeah. make an you know. Uh, there's no way to really study it. It's not like you're yeah. finding another country or a lost tribe. Yeah. There's um, a lot of speculation, and I find that unlike the Bigfoot people, the ufologists seem to be a more of a in crowd, like a inward looking yeah. crowd. The B- Bigfoot seems like they're trying to get as it's like a big. Big tent, yes. Bigfoot. Yeah, you know, like everybody. There's room for everyone in here, including the right. ufologists. There is that Bigfoot yeah, alien like connection. Diagram. But I feel like the ufologists are very. Um, uh, I don't want to say they're limited in the way that they think, but when I research, I'm like the people who are believing in the green men. That's one group. They do not get down with the yeah. gray people. They are not down with right, the reptilian right, right, people. Right. They have right. their own <laughs> like they have their own process it's, of it's deduction why this is Yeah. Happening. Yeah. Agreed. Most definitely. Well keep I guess I guess keep looking yeah, to the skies. I guess people. so. And wear your masks. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Thanks.